has been a 1,599% increase. That's right, a 1,599% increase in low range, that's under 10 kilometre an hour speeding fines. This has all happened since the New South Wales government introduced secret mobile cameras and removed mobile camera warning signs. From an average of 1,634 a month, the number of under 10 kilometre an hour speeding fines has exploded to a peak of 27,760 in March of this year, as I say, nearly a 1,600% increase. Now, the state government now plans to triple the time the secret mobile cameras are deployed on New South Wales roads. This means the number of under 10 kilometre an hour fines could skyrocket to more than 83,000 a month. Now, New South Wales, the new Labor leader, Chris Minns, has called for an end to these secret cameras and a return to high visibility policing on our roads, including the return of mobile camera warning signs and an increase in police highway patrol. However, I see that New South Wales Transport Minister Andrew Constance this morning has hit back, saying they won't be bringing back mobile speed camera warning signs despite these new figures revealed today. 27,760 drivers were caught travelling less than 10 kilometres an hour over the speed limit in March, up from 1,637 the same time last year. Andrew Constance this morning said... Um, well, there's no way in the world that we should do that. Um, we're 20 lives down on a three-year average. Um, I was given a report prepared by experts, a Monash report, which showed that we could save up to 43 to 55 lives. Um, and I'm afraid the Labor leader um, would actually take action which would harm the community, and that's why he needs to do his research. To be 20 lives down on a three-year average... And we had to take action because speed was contributing to 50% of the fatalities on the state's road. All right. Well, there's Andrew Constance this morning. Chris Minns joins me. Uh, Good morning, Chris. How are you? G'day, Marcus. How are you? Good, thank you. Uh, Look, uh, the sceptic in me thinks that these uh, fixed speed cameras, they do save lives, but they're also a obvious major revenue raiser for the state government. Yeah, look, these are not minor increases in the amount of revenue the government's receiving. It's up 1,599% for low range, so that's under 10 kilometre speeding fines. Since they got rid of the, um, the, the warning signs in mobile black spots, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll give you an example. In March 2020, the government raised around half a million dollars in revenue from these speeding cameras. The same month in 2021, the number was 6.3 million dollars. So this isn't a small increase in the number of people being fined. This is a gigantic change uh, in the, the way people are being fined right across the road network in New South Wales. It's something important, I think, that the minister is not acknowledging, and that is that the amount of revenue yeah. being generated from high-visibility policing, so highway patrol and other police cars, has fallen at the same time as these mobile speed cameras has increased. So, Marcus, I'd ask, listeners right across New South Wales to ask themselves, if you received a fine in the mailbox two weeks after you committed the offence, why would people slow down? High visibility policing, warning signs in black spots, that's how we save lives and that's what the data shows. So in other words, what we're doing is we're using these fixed 
speed cameras with no signage to replace high visibility policing, in effect? In effect, that's correct. And what Andrew Constance isn't saying is, regrettably, in 2020, from January to June 2020, um, 130 lives were lost since the mobile speed camera signs were brought in. So that's January to June 2021. 138 lives have been lost over the same period of time since the changes have been made. So that's not the dramatic reduction in lives lost that the Minister is claiming, and we have six months' worth of data in which to judge it against. And at the same time, revenue has increased for those under 10 kilometres an hour by 1,599%. So, as I said, Marcus, not a small increment in revenue uh, being, being generated, a gigantic amount of money being taken out of Sydney motorists, and it doesn't seem to be a commensurate drop in the number of people being fined. Well, that's right. 478000 in March 2020, uh, and the revenue has increased 12-fold to a peak of <laughs> $6.3 million in March 2021. I mean, those figures are eye-watering without effectively saving an, an extra single life on our roads. Now, look, you and I both know there is no excuse for speeding. And if you, if you, if you are caught speeding, you've got to wear the wrap. I understand that. But the fine for under 10 kilometres an hour speeding for that offence, the fine is $123. You also lose a number of demerit points. What's the answer here? Can there be some sort of compromise, do you think, Chris? We'll get the signs up and get uh, uh, highway patrol and police cars on our roads, high visibility policing, letting people know that the cops are on the beat, that if you do break the law, you will be fined. I'm just not convinced that receiving a fine in the mail two weeks after you've committed an offence is an effective way of lowering the road toll. I don't think the government is either. And when you match that with the fact that they're obviously desperate for revenue because revenue has been down over the COVID period, this looks to be a gigantic revenue raiser for the New South Wales government. Now, um, this is really a question about how to lower the road toll. I think more speeding signs up there, particularly in black spots, having more police officers on the beat, finding people who break the law, all of that is appropriate and fair. But I'll leave you, I'll tell you this statistic, Marcus. In 2014, $31 million was raised by uh, the government from high visibility policing, so highway patrol and other police cars. That number's dropped to $27 million, and it's effectively been completely replaced by speed camera fines. Um, So they're they're downgrading the enforcement... uh, protocols associated with police cars driving on our roads, slowing people down in real time and replacing them with these secret mobile speed cameras nearly around every corner in New South Wales. Well, the other thing too, of course, um, when you have high visibility policing, it also adds in a degree, if you like, of, well, um, a a human element. Um, You know, there can be some variants uh, that are involved in uh, people breaking the law for whatever reason. Uh, But, you know, if you have a speed camera there, it gets you. Um, You know, there's no... Uh, discussions to be had, or there's no uh, leniency shown for you know perhaps someone that does that has a, a completely clear record, etc. Uh, not exactly that I, right. not that I'm yeah. suggesting, of course, leniency should be leniency should be shown to people who are speeding. But if you're caught, you know, just under 10 kilometres over the speed limit, uh, and there are variants 
involved, you know, maybe you needed to accelerate to get past a car or there was an obstruction on the road or whatever, a speed camera isn't going to able isn't isn't going to be able to take that into account, Chris, like a mobile a, a police patrol could. Well, look, I mean, this is something that this as bad as the numbers are today, and as much as the revenue is massively up, as we said, over fifteen hundred percent increases yeah. in revenue. Uh, it's about to get worse. So Andrew Constance probably didn't disclose that he's about to triple the number of cameras and yes. enforcement hours per month right across the network. So mm-hmm. we're seeing 1,000% increases in fines. Maybe it could be up to 3,000% increases in revenue collected by New South Wales motorists. Now, this is a debate about the best way of lowering the road toll. I still believe the best way to do that is with high visibility policing, warning signs in black spots and reminding people in real time that if they're breaking the law, they will get fined. That's the best way to save lives. All right, just quickly before you go, uh, you obviously are settling in quite nicely uh, to your new role as Labor leader in New South Wales. Um, I I keep a, a firm... Uh, grip on all of your social media postings and your, your press releases. You're, you're cutting through, which is good. Now, what do you have to say on this? The Berejiklian government has unveiled an ambitious $490 million package of new incentives, tax cuts and spending on new fast-charging infrastructure for electric vehicles, some of the best in Australia, but it does come with a major catch. <laughs> this ambitious funding package has been revealed ahead of the, the budget, which is tomorrow. And you and I will talk further in the week about the budget, of course. Mm. But um, what do you make of this? Is it a good spend? And are we doing, are we tackling this the right way? Yeah, look, I mean, we are. I, I do support them. I've always said, Marcus, that we'll hit them when we think they're doing the wrong thing. We'll sure. praise them when they think they're doing the right thing. What, what I think the problem with this policy is that there's a failure of imagination around domestic manufacturing. Now, I'll I'll give you a statistic. 49% of the lithium used for electric vehicles around the world is mined in Australia. The lithium battery industry will be worth $400 billion by 2030. But all we're doing, Marcus, is digging it up out of the ground and selling it to other countries for them to have manufacturing. Let's get electric vehicle manufacturing or parts of it right here in New South Wales. It's good, well-paid, middle-class jobs, the jobs of the future. And I think sometimes I look at the New South Wales government's decisions and I think, look, there's a failure of imagination. Well, about where's the value adding? Where's the added value to Australians? It's yeah, we our, don't wanna... our resources. Where's the value exactly back to right. us? Yeah. And we don't want to have the same mistakes we made with iron ore, where it's a billion-dollar industry sure. that we send right across the world. But all we do is dig it up and send it offshore for them to have a job creation program. We can be part of the uh, value chain right here in New South Wales. And they're great jobs, Marcus, because this is a growing industry and everybody knows it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. All right. Thanks for coming on. We'll talk later in the week after the New South Wales government announces and hands down its uh, its budget tomorrow night with Dominic Perrottet. My pleasure. Thank you so much. See you, Marcus. My pleasure.